Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Hello and welcome to Off the Bench. Me, Jimmy Williams, with former Freo docker Paul Hazelby. Hello, Hayes. Good day, Jimmy. How are you, mate? Now, don't give me a hard time this morning Why because not? we saw throughout the week uh, those players that didn't get involved with a premiership uh, at any stage oh, in their career. Gee whiz. All right. Some people can have a few drinks and they get a bit narky and they have a go at those sort of players like me who were losers across my career. We saw oh, that at Melbourne harsh. Football Club. Didn't it get out of control let's, this week? Let's start with the dig dial before you dig the essential first step. May versus Melksham. Ding, ding. Wow, what a debacle. But I, I brought this up with a few mates. Yeah. I can't understand why we gave it so much oxygen throughout the week, Hayes. I, I understand it's a story for sure, mm. but it, it went for five days. Yeah, because we kept getting little bits of information, mm. and that's how it works. And unfortunately, there was so much going on in the week in the world of sports and big events but the AFL still dominates the media landscape. When you look at a lot of the sports shows, I guess, around the country, there's a lot of ex-footballers involved in that. And we work in that industry. So I think that's why it stays front and centre of the newspaper feed right. for that period of time. But it is significant. You're talking about the best team in the land. And things have really sterilised a lot in recent times. And when you do get a punch-up between two players, and at first... Melbourne just playing it down, just as a bit of a scrimmage, two players out, having a drink, getting carried away. But it's far bigger than that. This was a punch in the head to a guy that was being obnoxious and a guy who's got a record of being obnoxious in Stephen May. Campbell Brown actually punched him once before when he'd been drinking. Mm. And it's more about the comments that were said, probably more so than the actual punch in the head. And, of course, he's been infected. Jake Melksham, and he's had to had surgery twice wow. since because of that infection. And uh, our co-host on the run home, Damien Martin, actually thought that at the start, that it was from a tooth that he punched him into. And it's significant in the fact that you've got a great player, probably their most significant player, Stephen May, we've seen the last two weeks when he's Important. been out, that uh, they lose. And he's been giving a lot of his teammates a hard time for whatever the reason. So you're Simon Goodwin. They've got a game on Monday. Does this galvanise or split the group up into bad division? Well, look, I think the two losses galvanise, so we're really not going to get a full understanding of whether or not this has played a part. But this needs mending behind the scenes over a period of time. It's not going to happen overnight. Those two will shake hands and move forward. But the comments that he has been saying, they are really hurtful to some of the teammates. So... If you can't get over it, and there's another episode, then it does get to a point where Melbourne have to make a decision on their most important player or the culture of the group. And I'm going to con- contradict myself, Hayes, because I said I don't understand fully why it mm. went for five. I do understand in the sense that the little bits of information trickle out. I get that bit. I'm not sure if the fans exactly give, you know, that much importance into exactly what was said. But now we have an AFL investigation into this, so clearly it's going to hang around for even longer. Yeah, I don't think it's the fans that really drive this. I think it's the media personalities mm. that drive it, and it's always the case. And I, I know speaking with others from other sports, and Damien Martin's coming up a little bit later on the show, that they get frustrated with the the domination, I guess, of the AFL news flow. That we had uh, Minji Lee, of course, when the big origin. one State of Origin was going on. Um, there was a lot going on in the world of golf as well. 
to say that this was the big lead story. Well, it's because it's dominated by ex-footballers that are predominantly in the media. I get that bit, Hayes, and I do agree with you, but I just still can't believe we're talking about it almost a week later. Don't dig yourself into a hole. Lodge a free dial before you dig. Inquiry will be back with more on Off the Bench after this. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Welcome back. Hope you're enjoying the show. Me, Jimmy Williams, with former docker Paul Hazelby. Hayes, Michael Frederick, in good form for the Dockers. They've got an important game against Hawthorne. They're flying, and he has a drink. He gets suspended. Right decision, and what the hell was he thinking? Well, strong decision from the Fremantle Dockers. Now, look, you never really know if it's right or wrong, but at that particular time for them, they feel it's the right way to go. They play Hawthorne, and there's no guarantees in the AFL, and Hawthorne could come here in the wet, and they could really make Fremantle earn their victory, or they could beat the Fremantle Dockers. So they would feel that they need to set an example to the younger playing group, and this is an impressionable playing group that's coming through that they're now starting to have their first bit of success. So you don't want those behaviours taking over the football club. And we have seen Justin Longmuir in recent times come out and say as much that the team was getting ahead of themselves with some of their behaviours around the football club. So it sends a strong, very strong message. But this is handled differently from all clubs because we had the West Coast Eagles earlier in the year that had the guys (laughs) that were out. Where were they at? They were at the Hippie Club. The Hippie Club. It was very well documented. And they didn't get anything, did they? They got some fines. So it shows the differences and perhaps the difference in where both clubs are because West Coast needed players available that week so they couldn't make the big decisions. The Dockers really have players coming back in Switkowski and Fife and also Walters, but it was a good week to maybe pull that lever. Let's be clear, though. This was a team rule that Michael Frederick broke. So he he was drinking or he was either, either self-reported or someone said, hey, Michael Frederick was drinking on a six-day break and that's breaching team mm. rules. When the Eagles players went out, I'm not convinced that they knew that they were breaking the team rules, which is why there was yeah. so much confusion around what they were doing. You're right. It wasn't it was, as set in stone, No, was it wasn't. It? it was just because, hey, guys, we're in the middle of a COVID crisis. A lot of our guys are injured. Please don't go out in a, any public places where you may or may not catch COVID. And that was why it was so confusing for a lot of people involved. This is completely different. We don't what? know how much he's had a drink. Like, that this is there's the... a six-day break. You could have a couple that go out for dinner, have a wine, a Some... few beers, three or four. Someone brought this up with me. So is there a difference between Michael Frederick having one drink and 40? Yeah. Is there? Yeah, and I think without knowing anything about this particular case, I suggest it's at the higher end that he's gone out and whether that's in public or whether it's been visible to other people that he's had a fair bit to drink. Because right. I, I got no doubt even when I was playing – Yes, the rules are there, but, you know, common sense always prevails that sometimes people need just that uh, that little peace of mind, I guess, at the end of a long game or whatever the case, just to get over it and move forward. Speaking of common sense and peace of mind, Nat Fife, one game in the waffle, he's done his due diligence, he's back in the AFL, he'll take on Hawthorne, he'll never be playing for Peel Thunder ever again, will he, Hayes? Never again, never no. again. No, I th- I'm excited now for Nathan Fife. I think everybody's had their opinion on this, I get the sense he's going to have a unique role. Mm. I reckon he'll play high half forward, so he'll get the opportunity to go into the midfield. So he gets the best of both worlds, and the player on him gets a choice. Do you go with him and stick with him, and that's good for Fremantle because it opens up a forward line with only five forwards, or leave him? Who's going to leave Nathan Fife at the stoppage <laughs> by himself? And that's how he can get some match fitness, and then when he's not feeling quite good enough to keep on going, from a defensive point of view, just go back closer to the goal square and play it on your own terms. A little bit like Dustin Martin does at times. Just on Dustin Martin, mm-hmm. you know, rumours early in the year that he wanted to leave and go to Sydney. There's no way 
he's going to the Sydney Swans. His Why wage not? is $1.2 million. And have you been contract, watching him play? When does his contract finish? Have you actually been watching him play this year? He's uh, nowhere near he inside the top 20 players in the in his, comp. Wasn't his best game on Thursday night, was it? No. And then that's been happening for most of the year. Obviously, he spent some time away. But his role has changed. So he's not even that dynamic midfielder anymore. More time in the front half. Yes, he kicked the two goals. But I'm not paying $1.2 million for a bit part forward who goes into the midfield. That's preserved for the absolute bona fide stars of the game. And he's been there for a long time, but he's not there at the moment. Strong comments from Hayes on Off the Bench this morning. Great to have your company. Don't go anywhere. Damien Martin joining us next. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Welcome back. Great to have your company on Off the Bench. Jimmy Williams, me with Paul Hazelby, former Dockers great. And look who's just waddled into the studio. Former Wildcats captain, the sixth time himself, Damien Martin. G'day, Mato. How are you? G'day, Jimmy. G'day, Paul. Thanks for having me. Now, let's start with the uh, Boomers squad, Mato. A couple of your old teammates uh, included and ready to play. You're exactly right. Now, I'm over the moon, especially for guys like Todd Blanchfield still with the Wildcats. But Clint Steindl, a good friend of our show on the run home with Hayes and Mato, he's the captain of the Tassie Jack Jumpers. Obviously, they lost in the grand final. But he was brilliant. So to be rewarded with the green and gold jersey, it's just great news. And then other guys like Della Vadova, no, no surprise there. Uh, I mean, grinder. Three, well, what are Olympics. they playing for here, Mato? Like, is this significant? Um, great for the guys yeah. included and be part of the Boomers. And, and you had the honour to do that. But in the overall scheme of things, what are they playing towards here? It is a qualifier. So it's the World Cup yeah, qualifier. So it all mm. starts with getting through this round. Now, you do know that when you play for the Boomers, there's going to be almost two Boomer sides. Yeah. There's the guys that play in the NBA that will put their hands up for the Olympics and the World Cup. And then when it comes to qualifiers, Asia Cup, things like that, it's predominantly made up of NBL college players and some guys playing abroad like Nick Kay, who probably could have been a part of this team, has opted out to finally give his body some rest. But usually you'd see guys playing in Asia and Europe also put their hand up for qualifiers. But if China would have put in their best side they would more than likely beat this side? China, at their best, would certainly be tough for this team to beat, but I wouldn't be surprised if Australia still rivals it. It's not nearly as easy. Now, China's still ranked 20th, I want to say, in the world. Mm. Australia's number three or four. But this team is still a very credible group of players. I mean, you still look down that Ross. Deliver Dover spent years in the yeah. NBA, NBA championship winner alongside LeBron James. Jack White is capable of being in the NBA and will be over in Vegas for the Summer League. Uh, Thon Maker played in the NBA. And then you've got some guys like Todd Blanchfield, Clint Steindl, who I mentioned before, Mitch McCarron, who's been there, done that for Australia, won a Commonwealth Games gold medal. So don't get me wrong. This is a very good Australian team, but it's not their absolute best. But I'd back these guys to beat most teams outside of the top 15. A couple of NBL signings this week, Marto. Adelaide United on a little bit of a spree. They've got some handy inclusions for the upcoming season. I tell you what, they have got in early, starting with Antonius Cleveland, mm. who was last year's Defensive Player of the Year award Great winner. Signing. I think he is fantastic. I really liked what I saw last season. He averaged 14.2 points a game, couple of assists and almost seven rebounds when he was with the Illawarra Hawks. That's a great pickup. And then to make things even better, they've gone ahead and signed Robert Franks, who I, I don't know how he's not in the NBA. Right. Now, this guy is a superstar. Six foot seven, shoots the ball well, rebounds, runs, gets on the floor. Remember Deshaun Tate? Tate yes. Sean, he was great for the Sydney Kings, and now he's playing in the NBA. Franks reminds me of Tate. So Adelaide, look out. They're starting five right now. You've got Mitch McCarron, who I just mentioned, in the Australian team. 
You've got Cleveland. You're going to have probably another import on the wing. And then you've got Tate and Daniel Johnson. DJ is one of the all-time greats for Adelaide. So they've done very well, CJ Bruton and the likes. Just moving overseas quickly, Marto. The NBA Finals. Boston are in control. 2-1 game. Four is in Boston. That would, if they win, give them a 3-1 lead. We all know the history behind that statistic. The Celtics have got one hand on the cup here. Uh, one hand, but it's a heavy cup and it certainly takes two. And I want to say it's more like three fingertips. When you're playing a team that has Steph Curry, Clay Thompson have been there, done that before. Uh, today's the biggest game. It, it Cliche is it's a do or die game. Now it's not all on the line, but I don't see Boston losing the series if they win today's game. What do you think the final scoreline will be? No, nah, I'm going to go. They finally break through that incredible defense of the Celtics. The Warriors finally get something out of Draymond Green. Let's go Warriors 118, Celtics 108. Sure to be a good game. I'm hoping for Boston fans' sake that they can bring home the NBA championship. And I think they win today. I think they go on and claim the title. Thanks for coming in, Marto. Thanks, Jimmy. Thanks, Paul. Don't go anywhere. We've got some breaking news around the Perth Glory next, and we'll give our tips for the upcoming round of the AFL. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Welcome back. Hope you're enjoying the show. Me, Jimmy Williams, with Paul Hazelby alongside me, former docker, of course. Now, some breaking news. Imagine the best DM breaker, the world's best rock breakers. A story emerging yesterday around Perth Glory captain Brandon O'Neill, who wishes to leave the club after playing one year of a three-year deal. Hayes, it's not the first time we've seen a scenario like this happen. It's been reported he wants to leave to be closer to family. He is a Perth boy. He spent a lot of time overseas, came back. He played with Sydney, but he wishes to leave the club. Yeah, it's a big story, isn't it? Because everything has gone wrong for the Perth Glory. They've lost their coach. They've lost their best player. And have now their captain, who was the real leader and the shining light mm-hmm. up until they went away early in the season. It was a horrible road trip. And there are some excuses for them. But this is the club that really needs leadership like him around to rebuild. And I don't know whether it's because of what was said, which was the family reasons, or maybe there was a bit more because he has been at a real successful club in Sydney FC, mm-hmm. championship player at that football club. So I can understand him going, well, now nah, maybe I want to go back there because my best footy is going to be played there because he might not want to see the back end of his career out trying to rebuild this club after being here for one year. And that one year was an absolute disaster. I did mention uh, that if it is for family reasons, as you said, now he is a Perth boy. We've seen this before. So Brad Hill, St Kilda, mm. ends up there. Now his partner is from Victoria. All of Brad Hill's family live in Western Australia. Stephen, his big brother, of course, a Fremantle product and retired after playing there. But he went back to the wishes of his partner. So we see this a little bit. It, it, that comparison can be drawn here. And that's probably the case if we're believing what the club's saying. Yeah, and he's just had a young child as mm-hmm. well. So I think you'll find a lot of the time when you do have kids, you want the the mother to have her support network yep. around. I'm not sure where she's from, but maybe she is from New South Wales and that's played a part in this decision-making because it makes sense and I've been very fortunate myself with kids. I've got my grandparents that are here and also not my grandparents, but my kids' grandparents that are down the road and my sister and that support was absolutely Unbelievable through some tough times. Just repeating the breaking news. Imagine the best DM Breaker, distributors of the world's best rock breakers, dmbreaker.com.au. Brandon O'Neill, the captain of the Perth Glory, to leave. Hayes, let's get back 
onto the footy and tips for the rest of round 13. Of course, it is a bye round. Uh, there are some teams that aren't playing. Of course, we saw Essendon and Carlton last night. But the big one today, the, the Dockers and the Hawks, you've got to be backing the Dockers. Yeah, backing the Dockers. But, of course, with the bit of rain around, I mm. think it brings the Hawks back into it. But Nathan Fife in the wet is outstanding. They'll learn. They'll get it done. Mitch Lewis was a big loss to the Hawthorne Football Club. Brisbane and St Kilda at the Gabba. Oh, this is a great game. I know you'd be going for the Saints. Imagine if the Saints got this at the Gabba. I'd lo- they did They did in the corresponding fixture last season, but I'm tipping Brisbane Hayes. Yeah, I'm going with Brisbane too. They play that ground well and they need a win. I think they'll bounce back after losing to the Dockers here last weekend. North Melbourne and GWS at Marvel, 17th versus 15th. Gee whiz. I hope they get a crowd of this They're one. They're going to win at some stage, aren't they, North Melbourne? But it won't be this week. Uh, GWS turned the corner, I felt, under their new coach in Mark McVay. They've been playing some good footy, just not getting the points. So I think they will this week. Giants, for me, in a very close one. And then, of course, we have Monday, the big freeze, uh, raising funds for MND, motor neuron disease, buy a blue beanie if you haven't already. Collingwood up against Melbourne. Now, after their week, can the Pies knock them off? Yeah, absolutely, they're a chance. And it's interesting to see the last two weeks with Fremantle and Sydney doing some tagging roles, firstly on May from Fremantle, Mm -hmm. and then Sydney with Logan McDonald going to Jake Lever. So there's a game plan, the blueprint there for teams to try and follow. I think they'll do something similar. But surely after the week Melbourne have had, that midfield should be snarling and they'll get to work and get it done. They're an ultimate wild card, the Pies, this season, but I think the Ds will bounce back and be just that little bit too good. Hayes, we're out of time. It's been a big show. Do it all again next Saturday. Can't wait for it, mate. Thanks for joining us. We'll catch you next time on Off The Bench. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.